We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacker Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello, friends. Welcome to Mavs Party. My name is Kirk Henderson. I'm editor-in-chief of MavsMoneyBall.com. You're joining me about an hour after the Mavericks just defeated the Suns. 111 to 101. Now, guys, I have to be honest. I, I have a bit of a, a, a time crunch tonight. Just things keep happening. Um, I was going to do this much later tonight, but my wife told me she wants me to do it now. So here's going to be the deal. I'm going to try to talk less, which will hopefully allow you all to talk more. So we're going to bring you up on stage. We're going to fire off our takes, and we're going to move along to the next person to see if we can get through as many people who feel like talking as possible um i have at least a half hour i may have 45 minutes we will see um all right so if you remember the rules just listen for your name watch for yourself to come up on stage be sure that you don't that you're not muted and be sure um you know if you're switching around apps sometimes it won't actually let you talk so we'll have to try a couple of times to bring you up on stage okay coming up first is uh we're gonna bring up clemen hi clemen good to hear from you again what's up one more time with the mute button there. How I do? I do. Do you hear me? I do. Outstanding. Thank you for oh, joining man. us. Oh man, that was a good game. Man. That was a great game. A weird game. A game in which I really wish I could have drank alcohol, but I I had <laughs> to write, so I okay. didn't. Okay, I can calm you down. I did it in front of you. Very good. Very good. So so, what'd you think? Tell us about it. So the main superstar of the game is Mr. Fitzgerald. Not even a question about it. <laughs> you mean referee Kane Fitzgerald? Exactly. <laughs> he won the game by himself. Thankfully, he decided in the beginning that he's going to do it for the Mavs. <sighs> Luca played average game. 
Dodo was on fire. Maxi's defense was mwah, mwah. I, I can't say anything more. And the guy from France did his part also. Frank Nilakina, big, he big is. game. Big game, big game. So I'm fully happy that we didn't decide to use uh, how, what's the main substitution guy called uh, Josh somebody. I don't know. Yeah, Josh uh, Green. He's Josh Green has been sent. Uh, he. I don't think we'll see much of him in this series. Phantom, Phantom Zone, like you call it. Yes. I love and it. He I... should, and he should stay there. He, he For this very series, may. He, <laughs> he very well he may. He should. He should. So we had a pregame uh, space in Slovenia, and it was 200 people, approximately, wow. approximately the whole country. It was <laughs> hilarious. We, I, I predicted 110 to 100 for Phoenix. I ordered to everybody that we can go for a drink, and I'm going to luck happily pay for it. So that's it. That's my take. Outstanding. Thing. Thank, thanks very much. That's it. Appreciate it, Clement. Hope to see you again if the Mavericks play another early game in, in the next round. Talk I'll see you also late also. So. Okay, okay. All right, we'll talk soon. Love it. Love when Slovenians call in. All right, coming up next then, and I'm going to try to get to as many people as I can. So I know Chris was at the game. Chris, what's happening? All right, let's freaking go. Math 6 is still alive and well. Um, let's try not to get too high because it's kind of reminiscent of two years ago. You know, we – this wasn't a buzzer beater, but we tied the series, you know, going back, we're going to go to Phoenix now. Um, they just got to keep doing what they're doing. And did you see, could you see uh, putting CP3 in foul trouble going into halftime? I don't think that anybody would ever predict that. Like, I don't know how that happened, but that's, that's just awesome. So we don't have to have any CP3 heroics at the end. I mean, him fouling out was bananas. He's only fouled out four times in his history. Yeah. And we got to stop Devin Booker hitting the, the first play of the game threes. Like the first 10 seconds, that, that just starts the game off bad. But I'm, I, after that, I mean, I think when we got the lead, I don't think we let go of the lead at all the rest of the game, right? I mean, it was a, it was seven to eight and the Mavericks hit back to back threes. And, and so it went from seven to eight to set uh, to 10, 10 to eight Mavericks and they never trailed again. Yeah. This really wasn't that much of a stressful game. I mean, I was actually standing up the whole time, so maybe it was for me. I don't know, but I I think when we were only up, up by seven with in the fourth quarter, that was, I don't know. It was crazy. But then we went on that seven Oh run seven or eight Oh run in a minute or minute 30. It was like, then we have some breathing room right now. I'm, I'm just, I'm just so, so happy with this team. They're well, the playing Suns, at their full potential. Like, well, and there's honestly still dudes who could play better because Luca and, and Brunson, if we're being honest, like Luca played a fantastic floor general game. He made mm-hmm. some, like, he made some interesting shooting decisions because he was one of ten from three, and you could tell he was pissed off that none of them were going. So he's just like. Anyway, but it, it, it's like he played a really good game overall. It just it's like there were elements that were kind of like what is happening. Brunson played. Brunson hit shots at key times, okay, because he finished seven to seventeen for eighteen points. Um, and and where I was really interested is just the fact that everyone else carried them. Like Dorian was a warrior, and well, you know he's a Maverick, but you guys know what I mean. He yeah. played outstanding. Davis Bertans came in and just cooked with gas for thirteen minutes, hitting four threes and taking six shots. Just I mean, just really fun stuff. And like, like as, as Clement mentioned, Frank Nilakina hitting that, that end of quarter three, which really helped, like, 
it felt like the Suns were onto something, and and all of a sudden they went from being down uh, four to being down nine because Brunson and um, uh, Nilakina hit hit shots. And we don't need Luca to really do those heroics on the step back threes because I mean he was putting people in a blender towards the end of the game. But yes, our guys are hitting our threes. That's that was the problem at the beginning of the year. We're all going to these green rooms, Spotify Live or whatever, uh, talking about these. God, getting the the best shots available possible, and they mm-hmm. weren't hitting them. But now we're doing it at the best possible time. I mean, we knock out – we still have a long ways to go. Don't get me wrong. If we knock out this Phoenix team, we could win the championship. Like, why not? Like, who we have left? The Warriors would be tough. Okay, I'm getting too far ahead of myself. You're I'm loving so it. No, you're we're feeling <laughs> yourself. I don't mind it. Just, just talk. Look, man, the Suns could come back and beat the shit out of us for two straight games. I'm going to talk my shit right now because I didn't think the Mavericks yeah. had a chance in this right, series. Right, this right at this moment, this season is a complete success. Yeah. It doesn't matter what happens. We can get beat by 30 the next two games. It doesn't matter. Like, this, this is a success. Uh, I'm going to go to the game on Thursday, so here we go, spending more money. <laughs> hey, you never know when this when this ride ends. Exactly. So I, I agree. Thanks, Chris. Talk soon. Go Mavs. Mm-hmm. Go Mavs. All right, let's go with Daniel. Hey, Daniel. Hey, what's up, Kirk? Can you hear me? I can. Thanks for joining. All right. The vibe immaculate. I went to the game, had a few pops, and now I'm chilling at the pool and just soaking in the glorious Mavs win that we witnessed today. Outstanding, and it is a pool day here in Dallas. Make no mistake. Oh, yes, it is. Now, shout out to my mom for being super cool and letting me take her out for Mother's Day tomorrow because I had tickets to the game today. Ooh, All why didn't you take was, your mom? You should have taken your mom. My mom does not give a shit about this. <laughs> <laughs> She is like, you have your fun. I will, I will sit here. So I'm taking her to see Doctor Strange tomorrow. That's what, that's what my mom's about. Outstanding, and it was fun too. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have fun. But I love it because the Mavericks out Chris Paul. Chris Paul, he got a taste of his own medicine, and you love to see it. You know what my favorite part was? The look on his face was one of not one of like, you know, sometimes he has this look on his face like he, like he, he's a wrestler where he's really upset at like the like he had like a look of acceptance on his face like shit. This is the stuff I do. I don't yeah, know. I and that's it. why like he could, he couldn't complain because that's what happens to him all the time. <laughs> love it. No, the vibes in the stadium were immaculate. It was so great. Uh, got to shut up the Suns fans directly behind me. One of them started chanting MVP when Booker was on the line. I just ran around and said he couldn't even make the playoffs without Chris Paul. What the hell are you talking about? And he didn't right. say it once more after that. <laughs> right, for sure. All uh, right, Daniel, what else you got? Anything? Uh, no, nothing much. Just uh, love it. I mean, this is where this was my expectation. I just wanted the Mavericks to make it the six games. So anything after this is gravy. You love to see it. Great building blocks for the future. Hopefully they can win a couple more and, you know, give me some more gravy. I agree, Daniel. Thanks so much. Have a good day. Yep, you have a good one. Bye. We need to do more of these green rooms where we are uh, like like people are, are able to be poolside. Okay, coming up next, uh, we're just going to start flying through. Garrett. How you doing, Garrett? Welcome back. What's well, good? Oh, just a great day. I'm happy. I adore Dorian Finney-Smith. I mean, he's just my favorite. I love him so much. He I'm is, just he, he so went, happy for him and everybody. And it was a great picture of his kid, him with his wife and kids after the game. It's just, just awesome. Yeah, good. I'm so happy. He, he he's just he he manages. He he's gonna go. This is where I like the season where he goes to being like a mainstream Mavs fan favorite as opposed to because it's just it's like. He's been so consistent. I'm so happy for him. And not only that, like, like Dallas needed him. Like, this yes. wasn't like a bonus performance. He was arguably right. why Dallas won the game. Right. 
I mean, I just I'm so so I saw someone call him R. Udonis Haslam, and I'd be so happy if he's here for till he's 40. Who cares, you know? What's that take? It's great. Like I just and surviving another inefficient Luca game, a decently efficient Brunson game. Dinwiddie had a good first quarter, but they're just everything's house money. I mean, they're just they beat Utah. They got to the second round. We're just pushing as far as we can at this point. I also saw somebody say this was like the Hawks run from last year, which I thought was pretty interesting. Which could be both a good or a bad thing. Right. But right now, I'm, I'm going think to think even if we make it to the conference finals, I don't think Dwight starts next year. I just he can't, and I think they know that because uh, oh, yeah. he had zero points again today. Yeah, I, just, no, I agree with that. Tough, um, tough, tough outing for lovely. Dwight. And Dwight got away with a couple of dirty, like eh, dirty is the wrong word. Of of what you call like chicken wing screens where his oh, yeah, elbows were out. <laughs> it's <laughs> and then he he drew that technical foul. It's good hey, stuff. I'll take it. Yeah. It's, it's it's just I'm just happy. All right, I'll good. You ought to be. Here. All right, we'll talk soon. Have a good night. Peace. All right, then we're gonna go to Josh. Hey, Josh, you're the first Josh I've talked to today since Josh Bow was unable to join me for the post game pod. Well, uh. Like Dwight Powell, I'm throwing bows. So does that help? Yes. Let's let's go with it. Talk your um, shit. Well, first off, uh, you know, it's just it's just this old school um, home team series so far. And in order to win in Phoenix, you know, I think this is you got to take the momentum when you got it. They're really scrappy. Uh going at I mean they're really going at Booker and going at Paul and making that what it's all about. They're letting everybody else kind of, you know, they're playing them regular. But man, they're just scrapping with them. And I think it's actually like maybe maybe Devin and Paul shouldn't have smirked and talked shit because I think they woke up the bear. And I think uh, you know, if we're gonna take one in Phoenix, I feel like it's game five. What do you think? So I think I enjoy this theory because the, the, the Mavericks have, have put the very the – very, um, and I can hear you rattling with laundry. That's outstanding. Or I'm not laundry, dishes. Um, the, the Mavericks are, have gotten the Suns off kilter. And I don't really you – know, I, I, thought, I thought the refing was kind of unbelievably biased to Dallas' favor, if I'm being honest. But I also don't care because I'm a Mavs fan. And so it, it's it's very one of these things where I, I think the the kill shot is there it, to be able to absolutely punch them in the mouth. It, it I mean it's going to have to be game five because winning a game seven on the road is hard. Yeah, um, yeah. Basically, uh, I think that the refing is kind of evening out because remember there was some nasty shit they let go in the first games in Phoenix. That yep. was pretty egregious. So guess what? Okay, it's even now. Now we can't complain about that anymore. And now we just go in with heavy disposition into Phoenix. And I know there's a lot of people waiting, so I'll leave it uh, with this last thought, is that it was really nice at the end of the game to see Luca and Jalen and Dorian and Spencer. Everybody really had kind of like – uh, kind of heartfelt little embraces for each other. Uh, they really, really do like each other. Jalen's yep. not going anywhere, and who cares if he's undersized? He's not going anywhere. 
His father's well, just his father's just stirring the turds. Well, my my favorite. Um, so it's uh, it's I'm pretty sure it's a guy that follows me on Twitter. I think he's Slovenian named Spiros Vel. He he quote tweeted this into my timeline, and it's a it's from Dorian Finney Smith, and 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 Dorian said it's fun when the ball is moving and everybody is touching it. And Spyros quote tweeted it saying a Kristaps Porzingis quote from Dorian Finney-Smith, and I just <laughs> lost it. <laughs> well, that's weird. That's weird, actually. <laughs> well, but it, I mean, he's he's being a little sassy because it's like, you know, like like Dorian had a lot of like slightly veiled KP shots after KP left, and it's like this team really does. I I bring that up because I agree with you. Like the the. You know, the, the vibes thing is getting like I, – I have a hard time saying it as a nearly 40-year-old white guy, but it, it, it's like they, they really do they're, – they're hitting their stride as a team collectively at the right time, and it's great. Let's get fined 25 Gs every game, and fuck it, Mark Cuban. Love it. Thanks, Josh. Yeah. Yeah, Kirk. Oh, much love. Go Mavs. Yep. Peace. John, welcome, John. Welcome to the show. What you got for us? Uh, can I can. You, you sound great. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I've been listening to the, the Green Room and your podcast for a while. Um, first time uh, asking to speak. Outstanding. Welcome. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's actually funny because like, I'm not really even a Mavs fan, but I happened upon your podcast a couple years ago. You still listen to me it. after years and you're not a Mavs? Well, I, I'm like kind of the anti-Mavs fan. I can understand this. So <laughs> what you got for us tonight? Yeah, it's funny. Uh, so I'm because my team didn't make the playoffs this year, uh, so I've actually been rooting for the Mavs because I really enjoy watching them. Um, and I thought I actually thought the Mavs would win in seven, uh, but after the first two games, kind of lost a little confidence. But the last two games really uh, made me think that they're actually going to win the series. Ooh, why? Um, because a couple. I I've thought the past. I think the Suns are super overrated and I think they're front runners and I think that they don't handle adversity well so I think the past two games have probably frazzled them and if they don't if they lose next game I think the Mavericks are going to blow them out in game six because I don't think they can handle it if they lose game five here's a fun stat first time the Suns have had three straight games of uh three straight games with 15 or more turnovers since Christmas and the Mavericks are doing that so I mean that that's kind of you know the 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 extracurricular stuff the like after the whistle the like whining and the barking I think it's affecting the Suns I don't yeah. understand how but it is yeah I, I think it, they're one of those teams where if everything's going well they're great but if they if they hit bumps in the road it really affects them I think um, you know Chris Paul is getting a taste of his own medicine mm. like he's all for fouls. Um, I know last year in the finals against the Bucks, like they kind of like they went up 2-0, didn't they? And then they lost like four or something straight or something like that. Um, so I, I just think they're a team that uh, they don't really do. Like I know Monty Williams doesn't really do in-game adjustments. That's a common complaint I see among uh, Suns fans that they don't really adjust. Interesting. Yeah, and and I was listening to a Suns podcast out of the game. They were really complaining. They're like Monty Williams isn't adjusting at all. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things where like, I think if I think if they lose game five, like, I just don't – I think they'll kind of melt down. Wow. Wow. I like – man, I I still have a lot of respect for them. They still frighten me too much. Yeah. But I, I think there's – there's there. I like this take in that there's 
you punch a bully in the mouth, you don't really know what's going to happen. And they've been riding high for such a long time that there's, you know, my, this is, I have a similar criticism to Memphis. I, I question whether they have another gear to get to yeah. is kind of what, and so it's like when you shoot the lights out, you can say, okay, this is incredible gear, but they shooting is not a fix for everything. And, yeah. and it, I mean, it can be as the Mavericks saw tonight where they shot 18 of 31 from non Luca Brunson people. Uh, from three. So it's just, you know, of course things could go dry, but I, I like this take in the Mavericks. Probably they're just feeling outstanding right now. Yeah. I'll say after game two, when the Suns were all, you know, they had that amazing, what it was the third or fourth quarter where they shot like 80 something percent and they were talking about mm-hmm. the trash. That really bothered me. And, uh, I thought after game, was it game three where Chris Paul had that horrible game? I was like, okay, for game four, he's going to settle back down. But it seems like he played even worse in game four than he did in game three. So, it's one of those things where you'd expect him in game five to have like a great game, but you don't know what's going to happen, you know? Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks, John. I appreciate you joining. All right, no problem. Talk soon. All right. Hope John comes back. We like the occasional non-Mavs fan opinion, especially if it's in our favor. Um, Troy, welcome, Troy. How you doing? Hit that unmute button one more time if it'll let you talk. Otherwise, we'll uh, might have to, to um, kick you off stage and then invite you back up in a minute. Sometimes it just doesn't work. All right, Troy, come back in, and we will bring you up again. Um, Jacob, what's up? Hey, Kurt. Howdy. What's going on? Oh, man, it's been a while since I've been in the green room, but, man, what a win to come back to. That's right. Yeah, it's a great win. Really great win. So, for starters, I just want to talk about Dorian. Uh, when it, what, and, uh, man, I think this man's career is on an arc to where his number 10 will be up in the rafters someday. Fancy. I like the take. He's already up to 18th in all-time games played as a Mav, as an undrafted guy. Really? Really. This is only, what, his fifth year? Is that correct? You know, I should know better than this, but I don't off the top of my head. Let me look this up. It's hard to type with one hand. Dorian Finney-Smith basketball reference. Who knows? Hey, that was in my uh, my save thing. So, Dorian, this is his sixth year, but he was a 23-year-old rookie. Um, but, yeah, sixth year. He's played a ton. He's an Iron Man when he plays. Uh, his second year, he only played 21 games. But, I mean, he's up to 394 regular season, and now in the playoffs, he has played 23 games. But they don't really count those towards all-time stuff. But, yeah, it's like, and, and funnily enough, Dwight Powell is 11th. So, <laughs> there's just, like, if you go look at this list, it's going to crack you up. It, yeah. It's really something. Well, hey, I, I hope he's a lifer. I've never wanted a role player to be a lifer so bad. Love it. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, about the whole Chris Paul thing. Gosh, I hate that man so much. It's, it's just so just satisfying. It's just delicious to watch him get a taste of his own medicine because he had that sheepish grin on his face when he, I think it was his fifth foul, I want to say. Lucas said something to him, and it just kind of looked like he knew that, you know, <laughs> he was be, he was a little self-aware right there in that moment. He's like, yeah, man, I get away. Yeah, that, that's, this is usually my thing. I feel like in, it's it's happening to him, so that's just man. I just and that whole uh, gosh, I think it was after I want to say game two that press conference with him and Booker. That that was a LeBron and D Wade moment right there, making fun of Dirk. You know, to me, to me anyway. It was one of those things where I I I, I must have watched it ten times, and I agree with you that there was something there. But it's also like a matter of like modern technology to where if someone hadn't have zoomed in on Booker's face, would anyone have noticed? 
because it was like he was almost trying not to look to his left and be like this fucking guy. Are we seriously yeah. talking about this, this question? But it's like, that's, you know, sort of the risk you run when you do one of these, these dual press conferences is, is shooting your mouth off. Cause you're feeling a little hot and, and I don't blame them. They had just put Luca in, in prison. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I guess I can see what you're saying. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, it's just like, I, I feel like you should still have at least a monicum of respect, like an understanding of, you know, that Luke is one of the better players in the league. And, you know, you don't want to maybe uh, test fate a little bit here and get too cocky. It's one of those things. No, I, you know, I get it. I, te- I, I tend to agree with you. Yeah. So, uh, gosh, what other player did I want to talk about? Uh, well, I mean, I get, I, I, Luca, uh, agree with you earlier when you said that, yeah, his shot selection was very frustrating when it just clearly was not going to fall for him today, but he did everything else well. Uh, he rebounded well. He, you know, he found, uh, I think it was Bullock late in the game, uh, in the corner for basically the dagger and, that's just the great and speaks to Luca's greatness that even when, you know, that facet of his game just isn't working, you know, he can always do something else in an elite level. Oh yeah. Well, thank you for joining Jacob. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Thanks All for right. having me. Yep. Talk soon. Let's go to Logan. Hey Logan. What's up? Kirk. What we do did you got? It, it's a series. <laughs> that is a creepy avatar you have, Logan. Well, <laughs> I think we all know why I I think we all know the the motivation. I get it. He's but Booker scored 35 points tonight, so it's kind of hard to be like Dorian's really like caging him up. I know. I know. <laughs> well, if if it is any consolation, he can't do point god stuff like Chris Paul. And right. There was a couple turnovers. I'm going to, you know, I'm... Logan. Yeah, sorry. Um so, let's see. I was thinking that to play at that level of get a Logan, your like I, I just body is all get out right now. I'm sorry, we're gonna have to boot you. You're cutting out every time uh, you talk. Can you hear me? Yeah, but you're it's it's like you're dropping off. Like we're on a like we're on an old uh, land connection. All right, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm sorry. We'll talk soon, okay? Should I try? Are we good? Can I talk? Uh, no. Sorry. Your your it was just every few seconds it would cut out real real bad. Uh, Mr. Pry, what do you got for us? Oh hey, what's up, Kurt? Uh, you know, feeling good right now. Um, and I think you guys touched on it earlier, but yeah, I think this game in Phoenix is you got to treat it like a must win. Um, I mean, I know I, all playoff games you should treat like a must win, but I think if we can figure out a way to steal game five, come back with that home crowd for game six, ugh. I would be thrilled, but I just, I'm having, you know, I'm just the kind of fan where it's like I, I can't put the cart in front of the horse. It's I'm just so like I'm so thrilled that they won, but still so ter- like I was like this right up until the Mother's Day massacre in 2011 when they beat the Lakers to where I was just like, oh, the Lakers are going to come back and bitch slap us. This is just the way this goes. And then Jason Terry rained hellfire on them. So, yeah, yeah I I really I think we're I think we're a game or two away from Davis having that moment. I really do think that it's going to happen. He showed glimpses tonight. 
but I, I do think he's going to have that seven of eight game or something like that. Yes. I mean, it, it's like the reversion to the mean always happens, but this is hilarious tonight watching some of the misses and then some of the makes. Yeah, for sure. Well, hey, I know you got a lot of people to get to, so that was really just my big thing was, you know, let's let's just get this game five uh, and, and bring it home. Hmm. All right. Thank you. I hope you come back next Thank time. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go with AJ. Welcome, AJ. Man, AJ has an unbelievable beard. Hit that unmute button one more time. Otherwise, we'll uh, we'll let you try to uh, remove you and, and bring you back in in just a few minutes. Um, okay, let's go to Logan again. Logan, how's the internet now? How am I working? Good. Okay, cool. Uh, I was going to say that I think um, something we've done really well, well, we were trapping Booker a lot, and that seemed to work pretty well. Because I think he's better than Donovan Mitchell and like Clarkson when it comes to being like a scoring guard. Like he's he's more capable than that, but he still is not a point guard. And I thought we kind of made it. And with especially without Paul on the floor, like that really worked out. And then it kind of avoids Luca getting out in no man's land. Like a lot of times when they wanted the Luca switch, we were like, well, we'll just trap you and then recover because we'd rather Jay Crowder make a decision than you know this great shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Um, drive on Luca. So I thought that was important. Just in general, a lot of people you keep seeing like the oh, the Pelicans were just as good as the Mavs or the Suns are playing out of character and it's like we've kind of become a team that makes you uncomfortable. Like that's what happened with the Jazz and it's just like I think this is the game where finally people are like, "Oh wait, the Mavs defense is just really good." Like I don't know. So well, the, it also just sort of helps, and, and we've not had a chance to talk about this, but it's like you, you live with Jay Crowder hitting threes. Jay All Crowder went two. He went two of seven, and if let's say he hit three of seven, that's sort of the Dorian Finney-Smith thing where it's like, okay, you're like, all right, this is, you know, you live with the three, but then what what um, uh, Crowder had been doing to us, he was 11 of 18. He was cr- or something like that. He was crushing us. It was It was unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, that's not going to keep up. Um, and then them campaign more. That guy was just killing him. And Luca was Luca was having a field day when he could get on him. Um, but yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I I guess I don't feel like I'm trying to figure out how much I feel like we can win. You know what I mean? Like, it's a hard. I guess my theory on it, honestly, is that. We just get good shots and limit good shots. And that's what I've told people all year. Like, even if we were playing the Grizzlies, I've talked to some friends about that who aren't Mavs fans, who aren't as partial, and they're, like, kind of trying to figure out if we could beat the Grizzlies or not. And they were like, well, they're a lot more athletic and, and like, overall more talent and deeper. But just that's part of Luka is that we're going to get better shots. We're going to get good shots, and our defense, for the most part, limits good ones. And I think that, like, process a lot of times can just pull games out. Like, I, I think yeah. – you kind of watch, a, like, Memphis, and I'm not, not crapping on Memphis. I mean, they might win a series against us, but you watch some stretches of them where you're like, there's really not a lot of – there's just not enough organization here, whether it's because they're young or whatever. And when you have Luka and then if you have a good defense, it's just kind of a tried-and-true formula. Like, he's not LeBron James, but that's why LeBron was always beating teams more talented than him. It's because it's like – it's not that he had to score 55 every time. It's just that he he's going to create a better process than than – the other team you know what i mean i do i do um 
also, at some point, we should talk about the idea of trading Spencer Dinwiddie and Bertans for Russell Westbrook and then buying him out and having 30 or $40 million open. Sure. But I You're think a monster, but sure. <laughs> I mean, seriously, is it that crazy? Like, we may even not be able to buy him out, but we would be a year away from having, like, $50 million to add somebody. So I just... I just I just love you bring this in. Like, this is a crazy banana. Like, this is, you're right. This is the crazy bananas time to, to say something like this. Just just really get get it off, Logan. I appreciate it. Well, I, yeah, just, <laughs> just think on that one. Thanks, though. Sure thing, Logan. Talk soon. Okay. Um, I want to read something real quick um, because I feel like if I don't address it, then it's, it's um, going to be kind of an elephant in the room later. So Dave McMiniman says... You know, Chris Paul basically asked to leave a post-game press conference. He he, so he didn't get fined. He was really upset on the court. Um, you can there's some videos of him saying, you know, they they put hands on my mom. Um, and then he said, uh, David Miniman shares a source familiar with Chris Paul's tweet after Game Four, told ESPN that Paul's mother had hands put on her by Dallas's fans, and Paul's wife was also pushed. To make matters worse, Chris Paul's kids witnessed it. They felt very unsafe. The source said, "Here's the deal." Don't fucking do stuff like this, people. Um, don't do it. Don't do it. Don't talk to people's families. Leave them alone. Don't be clown shows. Sports, like like Josh Bo just said this in our group Slack, uh, sports fans continue to be the most miserable people. And obviously, you know what? I'm not talking to anybody in this room. Probably not talking to anybody who's listening to this podcast down the road. This sort of stuff just pisses me off and takes the wind out of a great wind. Don't be gross, humans. You know, I'm, I can sometimes be a miserable human being, but I hope I would never do something like this. It's embarrassing and nasty, and it takes the shine off of an awesome, awesome part of the season. Okay, coming up next, let's go to Tyron. Tyron, hit the unmute button for us. All right, I'm going to move along. Sorry, friend. Um, coming up next, Drew, what's going on? Kirk. How you doing? Hey, just real quick, want to echo your sentiments. People's families are always off limits. This is this is a, this is fun. It's fan. It's a game. Don't bring people's families into it. It's that's ridiculous. Yep. You know? Yep. I talked to a, a landscaper who worked on Sean Bradley's home when I was getting some stuff done, and like the stuff people used to say about that guy, you know, years later, it just it makes me cringe. And his it's just not all, right. No. Yeah, and it's none of our business. Quite yep. honestly, yeah. Yep. But going on, I got like three quick takes here. First of all, I'll tell you a little bit about me. I grew up in South Florida. I went to FSU. I bleed garden and gold. I'm a Seminoles fan, and it's hard for me to say anything good about the, the a Gator. But I love Dodo. His attitude, the way he plays the game, everything about him. It's hard not to love this guy. He is awesome human being and an awesome basketball player. Uh, move and and moving on from that, this series. You know, one thing I'll say about – I love Akima, but I think he's dead wrong on Jason Kidd. I think one thing that we're forgetting is that people can evolve. He's judging him from Brooklyn and Milwaukee days. And I remember Jason Kidd when he came in the league as a point guard. He was a horrendous shooter coming out of Cal. He couldn't hit the broadside of a bar. And this guy knew he had a weakness, worked on it, worked hard, and became one of the better three-point shooters in the game, as you recall. And I just think that that's the kind of guy this is. He, was he was he bad in Brooklyn and Milwaukee? Absolutely. But I think that he's he's studied, he's worked hard, he's learned, and I just love what he's doing in this series. I mean, the, the Franklin the cleanest thing, you know, you, as you know, I'm a Josh Green fan, but he does. You're right. I think he's for the future. He doesn't belong in this series. What he come up with for, with Nick, uh, Nick Kalina is just uh, it's kind of amazing. 
And my last take here is I'm old enough to remember, I think it was 78, 77, 78. I can't remember the Portland Philadelphia series where the, you know, basically Philadelphia smoked uh, Portland in those first two games. And And then Portland went home, bought a game, then really did well in that third game. And a fourth game, and then came out and won, and ended up winning that game in in in, in seven. The, the the confidence of that team grew. Bill Walton was great, of course, but same thing with Luca in here, and the confidence of that team grew, and it just grew upon itself, and it 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 put itself for four straight. Maybe I'm, you know, and I've had a couple of drinks, I will admit. So Good. maybe I'm, I'm a bit exuberant here, but it's looking somewhat like that, maybe. So I'm I'm hopeful. Wow, man, that's a I, I love it, Drew. This is thank you for picking the podcast back up because I needed a little bit of a bump. That CP3 thing just made me feel a little gross. So, all right, all right, all right. Talk cool. soon. Like I, like I said, all right. Thanks, thanks, Kirk. Drew's a man, just a consistent contributor, unlike Josh Green. Kidding, Drew. Um, all right, Frank, what's up, man? That's great. Yeah, that's a great uh, parallel to Josh Green. And just, <laughs> just again, I'll echo, man. I, I. I hate it, dude. I hate the sports shit. I, I love talking cash money for everybody. We we can cut as deep as you want. You you can call me ugly. You, you make fun of my teeth. Sure. I don't damn. Just just leave the families alone, dude. It's just, Chris CP3 is a competitor, dude. I mean, look at the way he. Uh, sorry, that's my oven. Look look at the way you know he he's been getting some shit whistles. Um, maybe they were, or maybe they weren't. But as a 17 year old vet, he's been getting some shit whistles. And if Luca got that kind of whistle, dude, that guy would be crying. And I love him. God, I you won't find a bigger Luca fan in this chat, but good lord, he's he's handled, handled himself with some composure, man. Yeah, he's got a lot. Like I'm surprised it didn't work against him, and I'm just I'm glad it didn't. And I mean, I hate his antics. I mean, everybody on Phoenix has gone through you know the University of Chris Paul uh, bullshit antics, but. Don't, don't mess with the family, but man, I, I don't have much to add. I don't. I'm sorry. I've been drinking too, and I'm just stoked. Dor- Dorian, he's just. I hope they make a documentary over him one day, man. That that is just. That's good stuff. He, he makes the heart happy, and uh, Luke. I mean, thank God. You know, we get a Luca stinker, we win. Hopefully, he got that out of his system because he really didn't play good at home. I, I I feel like he. When when there's antics and BS flying and a lot of bad refereeing going on, I feel like he loses sight of the game and he just gets so sucked into the bull, the, the the jive. And I hope he gets it out of his system and they watch the film and say, dude, we need you focused in, bro. We need you yeah. X's and O's at the rest. Yes. I mean, I, I've got some messages and talked with people who were kind of in the lower bowl and said last game, Luca probably should have been ejected for some of the things he was saying and doing, which I think is like on the one part really funny. And on the other part being like, oh man, I'm really like, Luca, don't get ejected. <laughs> yeah, man. So. But, hey man, on to the next one. Go Mavs. See you, dude. That's right. Go Mavs. Um, okay. Arush, I hope I'm saying your name right. He says he's a new NBA fan. Welcome to the league. You should follow us here. Mavs fans are fun. I promise. Um, all right. I'm going to, I only got room for one more person. I'm really sorry. Maybe two, but my wife's basically saying I got to go. Chaz, what's happening? Chaz, hit the unmute button if you can. It's out there on the main page. Uh, if you're outside of the chat. All right. We may have to try this again later. I apologize. Um, let's go with Aman. What's happening? Mr. Patel, are you there? Well, all right. We're going to go last but not least. Then we're going to go with Mason. Hey, Mason, what's happening? Oh, my God, at the buzzer. My man. Kirk, I've been, trying, good? 
I have been trying to talk in this room since like game two of the Utah series, but because all those games have been so late, I've like passed out asleep. Um, so thank you for taking the time. So again, because I've missed out on the, the Jazz Fest, I just want to say first and foremost, F the Jazz. Uh, round one, great, feeling great. Okay, now on to this one. Um, man, you know, I know people are going to give Luca a lot of grief for his acting performance, but he was going for his Oscar, his Golden Globe, and his Tony today. Uh, but I will say to those people, Chris Paul set the terms when he grabbed Jalen Brunson's arm and basically tried to front flip and got an offensive foul on Brunson in game two. So you know what? Yeah. I'd say even playing field with that, like I'm always down to watch a Broadway show uh, with a little side of basketball. But um, yeah, I mean, again, I can't not feel right about the win. Uh, I just had some quick notes I'll run through and I'll let you get back to your wife. Sure. Uh, black eyed Maxi is the best Maxi. Uh, I don't. When did he, when did he get the black eye? I, I missed a little bit of game three, and then no, I missed I like, the remember. first part of game game four. But yeah, I didn't see when he got that black eye. Yeah. And then uh, again, like we've all said, uh, the Mavs have been a Lat- uh, Latvian sharpshooter away from winning the championship. Uh, to, to, well, shout out to to the Tim McMahon's Pajer Stoyakovich reference. Yes. Uh, just. One of my favorite Mavs of all time, even though it was a short stint. I, I always love Peja. Um, Bench Mob is the real MVP. Uh, I would like to submit a formal request to, you know, be a part of the Mavs uh, mob, uh, Bench Mob next season. Uh, you know, I'm 5'8", so I might be like a little small, but I will scream uh, with like Theo Pinson. And then uh, now to like actually ask you a real question now that I've kind of gone through these notes, but this, you know, I don't want to, I mean, the Suns, the Suns uh, were just in a, series last time where they went 2-2 against the Pels. Um, but are we are, are the Mavs closer to this being a Suns-Bucks final series where it's, you know, the Mavs are able to ride a great player to, to win four games in a row and take the series? Or is this more like a, a Pelican-Sun series where we give it all we got, we get we take two, but then they kind of just curb stomp us the rest of the way? I'm, I, I'm such a bad person to ask this to because, like, I'm very, like, let's just look at this. Like, the Suns are theoretically better from top to bottom. And on the other hand, the only rational response to this is we have Luka Doncic and they fucking don't. And so when you come to that, it's right. a pretty big trump card. And if anybody were to throw that in my face, I'd have to go, yeah, you're right. We do have Luka Doncic, and they don't. Because, frankly, we just won two games without him playing his best. I mean, he played good, but he did not play his best. So what if we get a best Luka game? What if we get a 43-point, 16-rebound, 17-assist, like, like unbelievable flamethrower? I'd feel pretty good. That Yeah, that sounds like it's – that would be a dream. And, you know, if we can get – I mean, the Josh Bowe flow chart is, is eternal. It always works. If the role players play well, then the Mavs win. If they don't, then we look like a lottery team. Again, like that chart is, is truly eternal. Um, and then you know, I'll let you get back to your wife. But uh, last thing is please bring me DeAndre Ayton this summer. I would love an elite big man. With I think his back is bothering him a little bit. He's been weird. Um, but, yeah. All right, Mason. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. All right. Talk soon. Okay, um, I got a couple more speaker requests that have popped in, but um, I can't talk anymore. I'm really sorry, guys. Um, you know, new puppy and all that. I honestly got the puppy because I thought the members were going to lose in four. <laughs> oh, well, it shows you what I know. Uh, and Josh moved, so it's like we both like made like big life decisions, and we just and now we're having to, to make content around it, which is great. This is, you know, it's just, it's, it's, you got to make choices in advance. Guys, you're wonderful. Thanks so much for hanging out this whole time. Follow me on here. If you want to look up at Kirk, uh, Kirk Henderson 35, follow me. You get notified when we go live. We'll have a great time. 
Uh, I will be back after game five, which is on Tuesday. We'll see if I, you know, maybe I'll, I'll hold one tomorrow night if we're just uh, feeling good about things. Happy Mother's Day to all moms out there. Everybody be good. And we will talk soon. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical.